Hey, good morning, Spirit Church. It's so good to be home here with you this morning. Come on, we've got a great service for you. Would you please stand to your feet? We're going to get started. All right, come on, sing this out with us.
give him a shout of praise this morning. He's worthy, isn't he? Hey, at this time, we'd like to invite our prayer team to the front. If you have a need or anything that we would like to connect with them about, we would like to pray with you this morning.
um, even as they're back there, that we can just cover them in prayer today. So let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you so much for this precious kids, Lord, that you are raising up. God, we do not discount them because they are young, Lord, but I know that you can do a work in them and you want to do a work in them. Lord, I pray that you would prepare their hearts, that you would prepare their minds for what you want to say to them this week, for what you want them to experience this week. God, we pray for Pastor Sherry and Donnie. Lord, I pray that you would anoint them. God, that you would give them an anointing that to be able to speak into the, the sponsors, the counselors that are going, and that the counselors would have the words that would be led of the Holy Spirit to speak into the kids that are in their cabins, God. Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around them. We thank you that no weapon formed against them will prosper. God, we ask you to protect them as they go, to protect them as they're there and on their way home, Lord. Protect them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. God, I thank you that this is going to be an awesome week. Lord, we give you the glory ahead of it because we know that it is already done in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, if you will turn to the people around you, that you will greet them, give them a fist bump, a wave, high five, let them know that you're glad that you're here this morning. and welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Gabby and we're honored that you joined us for worship today. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you part of our family and we'd love to connect. If you're here in person, you can scan this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your new guest card. And if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Our staff would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being our guest today. Also, if you're a guest, please don't feel any pressure to give. Instead, let this service be our gift to you. But if you're here and you want to give, here are three ways you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it in either kiosk in the Commons area. You can give online on our website by going to spirit.church give. Or, as always, you can give on your Spirit Church app. Spirit Church, thanks for being such a generous church family. Now I've got a few announcements for you. Spirit Youth is hosting a Backyard Bash next Sunday, July 16th at 5.30 p.m. This night will include worship, the Word, and outside water activities, so make sure your students don't miss it. Spirit Kids are attending Kids Camp this week, and we can't wait to see how the Lord shows up in each of their lives. Please join us in praying for their protection and for a life-changing experience. And lastly, if you are joining us for our missions trip to Ecuador in September, please join us for a team meeting next Sunday, July 16th, right after the 11 o'clock worship experience. Spirit Church, we love you and thanks for listening. Now, let's check out this video. Spirit Church family from Bethel, Alaska. I'm here with 22 amazing team members. God is moving in an incredible way in this part of Alaska, and we're so privileged to be a part of what he is doing. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your prayer support. Thank you for sending this team to help minister to these precious people in Alaska. Pastor Grant has an amazing message for you this morning. We're going to be tuning in and participating in the service with you, but we know God is going to move in a powerful way. When he's done, one of my friends, Matt Hitchcock, is going to come. He's going to pray the benediction over you today. We're so excited to come home and be with you next Sunday. 
to share all the amazing things that God has done. Spirit Church, we love you and we miss you. Love, joy, peace on three. One, two, three. Love, joy, peace. Well, good morning. How we doing? All right. That was okay. Um, I know one thing. Uh, I don't feel bad at all for that team. You know, they're really tough in it in those 60-degree temperatures and wearing their beanies and jackets and trying to stay warm. I'm just kidding. Uh, we love them, and we're excited to see them come back soon. Um, but hope you all had a wonderful Independence Day, Fourth of July holiday. Excited to uh, see you guys today, and we're appreciative that you're here. Um, we're continuing in our series called uh, Tell Me Why, and, and I love this series. I'm so grateful that we've been doing this because, you know, I, I personally, I believe if, if, if we're going to commit ourselves to something, if we're going to believe and follow Jesus and we're going to commit ourselves to him and, and we're telling the world that we trust him, we follow him, then we ought to be able to tell everybody why. We ought to be able to tell people why we believe what we believe and you know, I, I strongly believe in, in biblical literacy and understanding Scripture and having uh, a wealth of knowledge of Scripture and understanding and really just knowing about uh, all the stories, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, as a kid, I, I was a rural ranger uh, for a little while, and many of you probably in here uh, were the same way, but mine was a little bit different. Uh, we didn't have uh, a lot of programming. We, we read Scripture and heard a Devo and then played football um, every Wednesday night. And that was what Rangers for me, and it was a good time. And uh, but we, we learned scripture, and it was great. Um, but one of the things about being in Royal Rangers that we did consistently was we had different pledges and different kind of codes that we would recite and remember. And one of those was a pledge to the Bible, and it ended with, "And I will hide its word in my heart that I might not sin against God." And I think that's so so important. It's so important that we remember that that we uh, that we absorb scripture, that we take it in, that we have an understanding of it, and we remember it so that we can. Uh, one, strengthen our own faith, but also apply it to our lives. And so, um, you know, I, I believe that how can we really abide in Jesus if we don't believe? How can we believe if we don't know? And how, how do we know if we don't spend time with Him? If we don't spend time in His Word, how can we truly know the Lord? And so, this series has been super convicting for me to get in the Word more and to spend more time uh, in His presence. Um, but I've really, really enjoyed it. And speaking of, if you don't mind, let's stand together this morning and read our In the Vault text today. Part of um, the uh, diligence of understanding and getting Scripture in the vault of our heart is saying this each week, and so uh, let's, let's read it together. Read it with me. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then, if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. You can be seated. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for this day. I, pray, I, I, just, I thank you so much for your presence in this place today. God, I pray that as we uh, continue in this service, Lord, that you just move, have your way, Lord, uh, have your way in this service. And I pray, Lord, that uh, this would just resonate with us and we'd grow in our faith uh, today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so that's a, that's a great verse. I love that verse a lot, and, and there's a lot to it, um, and I hope you're ready because I got that verse about five times in my sermon today, uh, so you're going to hear it quite a bit. But I want to start out right, uh, right off the get-go. Have you ever had a conversation with someone that was just really bad at explaining things? Yeah, some of us in here. Have you had a conversation, you know, 
maybe it's someone you work with, maybe it's a family member, and they're just they're just not good at explaining things. Maybe, you know, have you ever like driven to someone's house and they like for the first time they try to give you directions? And directions like drive a hundred yards until you hear the beehive and then take an immediate right for eight miles and if you see deer you've gone too far. Directions like that. You know, for me, you know, typically when I get directions like that, it's from folks a little bit older than me. And and listen, and if you if you give directions that way, listen, I love you. The Lord loves you. I actually think that you're smarter than me. If you give directions like that, I think you're smarter than me, but please just give me that address. I'll throw it in Apple Maps and I'll have a route like that. It'll tell me how to get there. It'll show me the direct route. It'll give me alternate routes if I want to avoid certain things, if I want to avoid that beehive you're talking about. I, it can tell me how to do that or avoid highways. If there's a wreck on the way, it can tell me uh, how to get there, no problem. And, and trust me, I believe that, you know, one of these days when I get older, I'll be the guy that's like, yeah, here's my address. And people are like, dude, cars drive themselves. I don't need that anymore. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But <clears throat> I, I'm sure I'll, I'll be that at some point. But clear directions, it makes it more simple for me helps me to understand. It takes away any uh, questions or concerns. It just helps me understand and, and, and feel clear in that. But, but what if you don't have that? You know, what if you try to get somewhere and you don't have those, those clear instructions? What if you don't have Apple Maps to tell you how to get there? Suddenly, those directions that someone else have becomes a lot more valuable. It becomes a lot more beneficial to have those, those directions. And I think there's an interesting kind of correlation between that and our walk with Christ. But uh, verse Verse 15 of that uh, in the vault text is, Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. So our faith is, is super, super important here. And, and faith is important for those that already know about Jesus. Faith is important for those that are already believers. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. It's a great scripture. You know, many of us have been following Jesus for a long time. Many of us have been following Jesus for our whole lives, probably. A lot of us have. Some have been following Jesus for a portion of our lives. Maybe a certain point in your life, you give your life to Jesus. Some of us are brand new to the faith, and all that is, is, is great. You know, I, I believe that when we get to heaven, we will see so many people of different stories and different backgrounds. People that follow Jesus for their entire lives. People that only follow him for a short time. People that follow him for five minutes. I believe that we will see that when we get to heaven. Others, you know, like I said, may have known the Lord for just a little while, but undoubtedly all of us, if we follow Jesus for any amount of time, all of us have heard sermons or scriptures, and a lot of times, like, repeats several scriptures we've heard over and over again. Important scriptures that are good, that we like, we've heard them several times. Or even sermons that are, you know, uh, impressive that speak to you. You may have listened to them multiple times. But regardless of, of whether we've heard it or not, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You know, there's sermons in my life that I've listened to five or ten times. There's sermons that maybe I'm struggling with something, I'm going through uh, something difficult, and maybe a, a certain sermon spoke to me and it really gave me, uh, strengthened my faith or gave me some peace, and I'll listen to it again and again. And, and Scripture's the same way. That's the cool thing about Scripture is there's verses that many of us will go back to over and over again and repeat to ourselves. That's because His Word is living and active. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive 
and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You see, his word strengthens our faith. Spending time reading the word of God will strengthen our faith. If you don't believe me, just try, just try it. Test it out. And, and the cool thing is, not only will certain scriptures strengthen my faith in this current season, but 20 years from now, I can read the same scripture and, and apply the same way to my life. It, it not only is beneficial for this season, but it also will strengthen my faith in the rest of my life down the road. Again, his word, is, it's living and it's active. And we, we have to, as believers, as Christians, we have to stay hungry for the word of God. We have to stay eager and hungry to just spend time in the Word of God. And I'm so thankful for a church that, that doesn't just say that, but believes it. If you've been uh, paying attention towards the end of each month, we have our quotation stations where each month in the vault text will, uh, uh, will be uh, hopefully memorized at that point, And folks can come and, and quote it if you've memorized it. And if you do, you get you know a little prize of some sort. And obviously, we want to incentivize that because it's fun, but also the real benefit to doing that is just having that word memorized, having that word written on your heart, having that, that word within you. That's the true benefit there. And I'm so thankful for Pastor Jason and, and our staff that we, we promote and we, we are practical and we're in, intentional about being a Bible-believing church and making sure that the, the Scripture is, a, is, is so, so important and it's a priority in our walk and in our faith, and so I'm so thankful for that. And, and again, as we read, as we hear the Word of God, as we memorize Scripture, our faith is strengthened. Our faith is strengthened. Not only is our faith strengthened, but for our own sake, but also for the sake of those believers around us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Our faith our walk with Jesus is not just for us. It's important. It's important that we take care of it, that we spend time with Jesus, but our walk with Jesus is not just for us. You know, you may have heard it said before that our biggest trials and struggles often turn into our greatest opportunities for ministry, and that's the truth. God can turn and work all things together for the good of those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. That's what Scripture says. He can use anything um, and, and as an opportunity for ministry to, to reach people. And as I was writing this, it kind of reminded me of a story. Um, so my, my grandpa passed away about eight years ago, uh, 2015. And he had had Alzheimer's for many years at that point, about 10 years. And so towards the end of his life, he was struggling. And he uh, wasn't familiar with people that he knew. He started forgetting names and forgetting faces and forgetting people. And uh, it was probably uh, one of the stories that was so impressive to me that we heard at his funeral um, about a year or, or a few months prior to his funeral uh, the story went that there was a gentleman that came to my grandma's door so one day he came and knocked on the door she answered the door and said hey is, is Howard here Howard is my grandfather's name and she said yeah can I can I ask who, who you are and uh, he said yeah I used to work with them years ago I just wanted to come and tell him something and I just want to speak with him for a moment. And my grandma kind of explained, well, um, he is here, but, you know, he's been dealing with Alzheimer's, and he, you know, can't communicate super well, and, and honestly, he probably wouldn't remember you anyways. And uh, the man said, okay, I understand. I just wanted to come tell him that, um, you know, years ago, my grandpa used to work 
in Western Oklahoma. He used to work for OG&E, and he would travel for periods of time, maybe a week or two at a time, and he would take a camper with him and stay in Western Oklahoma. The whole crew would. And this man would, would tell the story that those a, after work was over in the evenings, they'd, uh, they got done working that day, a lot of the men would go and, you know, they would go eat food or they even go to a bar and, and hang out and spend time and sometimes drink a little bit and that kind of thing. And they always, they always invited him to go with him. He always, you know, respectfully declined and said, no, I, you know, I'm okay. Uh, I think I'll be all right. Uh, he, he would tell about how, you know, he believed in Jesus and, you know, talk about his family, that kind of thing. And, and the man was telling my grandma that, he said, the reason I came to tell him that was because just recently... I, I stopped drinking, and I gave my life to Jesus, and I just wanted to come tell him that because of, you know, he, he just impressed me so much, his story and his, his dedication, his diligence to his faith, that it just made an impression on me, and I just wanted to come and share that story with him, and so hearing that story at, at his funeral, it was, it, was in, it was incredible. That's one of those, like, you only hear, like, on, on K-Love Radio that they share, you know, like, one of those amazing testimonies. It was so cool, but I, I think that's that's what God intends our stories to be like. He intends us to share our stories in that way that can strengthen one another, that can build one another, one another up. And that's why I think it's so, so important that in the church that we serve together, that we spend time, you know, in small groups and, and around other people. Because what happens when you're serving? What happens when you're in, in the commons and you're greeting with one another? Maybe for your first time, you, you introduce yourself to someone, you, you learn their name, you kind of learn who they are, and the next week, maybe you learn how long they've been at Spirit Church, and then the next week, you, you know, after a while, you start sharing stories, you start talking about each other's testimonies. Why do you follow Jesus? Why are you here? Why, why do you do these things? And, and through that, our, our, our faith is strengthened with one another. When we start sharing our testimonies, we start sharing our stories of the good things that God has done in our lives, those trials that he brought us through, those miracles that he, he performed in our lives. When we start sharing those things, it builds one another up. Same thing with small groups. That, that's the whole point of having the small group, is to gather together with other believers and, and share those stories. Maybe not the first time. You know, maybe after a couple of times of getting to know folks, you know, getting more comfortable and, and just watch how when you join one of those and you're around other believers and they start sharing their stories, you hear how they came to know Jesus and you start telling yours. It's just amazing to see the growth that can occur in that. And with that, I ask the question, when was the last time that you told someone your story? Every one of us in this room that followed Jesus, at some point uh, when we chose to follow Jesus, we've had, a, we've had a story. We have a testimony. You may not think you do, but you do. All of us have a story. When was the last time you shared that story with someone? When was the last time you just shared in a group of people what God had done in your life? For some of you, maybe it's been so long. Maybe it's been so long since the miracles have occurred in your life that you've, you've forgotten. Or you've just been following for a long time and you've forgotten along the way some of the amazing things that he's done in your life. What I encourage you to do is, is think on that often. Maybe even start a note in your phone and, and start tracking and keep track of all the amazing things, the doors opened, the, the, the healings, the, the blessings that God gives you. Keep track of it. Keep it in a note in your phone. Be practical about it. And, and go back and check it and say, God, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. We can't forget the amazing things that God has done. And we have to share those with other people as well. And also, in those small groups, I will say as well, in addition to the community and the growth and the faith, 
there's some in our church that have some pretty amazing food too. Uh, I, I've been to a few of our small groups and they know how to throw it down in the kitchen. I'm just going to be honest. It's really, really good. And so at the very least, get in a small group for some good food because there's some, they, they know how they know how to cook. And listen, I, I'm not above bribery, so uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But faith is not just important for those who are believers, but faith is important for those who aren't believers, who those who do not know. First Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, again, says, And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain. But do this in a gentle, respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. That one sentence in there really has kind of stood out to me when reading this this month. The one that says, be ready to explain it. To me, that, that kind of almost sounds, it kind of comes across as a challenge. Like, you better be ready. Be ready to explain. Not in a, you know, angry kind of way, but be ready to explain. Anticipate it. Anticipate an opportunity to explain it. Anticipate a chance to, to share the gospel. Put yourself in a position for God to use you. You know, when we're, when we're led by the Spirit of God, our desires begin to reflect God's desires. When we're in tune with Him, when we're in His Word and we're seeking Him, our desires begin to reflect His desires. And His desire is for us to share the gospel, for us to share His story. And so maybe you would say, you know, I'm not super good off the cuff. I'm not super good when people just ask me, you know, what's your story? You know, I kind of get, you know, nervous and anxious. So again, like I said a moment ago, write it down. Anticipate someone this week asking you about your faith. When you anticipate it, you prepare for it. No one wants to anticipate something and then not prepare for it because then it just happens and things happen and you're out of, it's out of your control. But when you're prepared for it, watch how God can use you. Write out. Write out a testimony. Write out your testimony. Write out what God has done in your life. Write out why you trust. Write out why you believe that God is the Savior, why, why He's your Savior. And, and practice it. Practice what you would say. I, I challenge you, practice this afternoon. After your, after your lunch, after your nap, wake up and then practice the things that you would say and, and prepare and watch how whenever we do prepare that, that God can move and present and provide opportunities for that another thing about this scripture that I, that I find interesting it says but it's also clear that when you share your faith not if you share your faith but when you share your faith be nice about it um, that one's a little more challenging for some uh, it's something that I don't think the spirit church has a big problem with I, I think the spirit church you guys are some of the nicest people in the world, and I do mean that. I do genuinely mean that. You guys are some of the most kind-hearted people in the world. But I do think that at times that being nice is something that the, the capital C church, the church in general, uh, can have trouble with, can have some problems with. You know, I think some of us think that arguing and, and being ugly to someone uh, in person or on social media about their beliefs is, is doing your Christian duty about sharing the gospel. I just don't think that's what it means. I don't think that's the, the truth. It says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, if we're not sharing the truth in love, it tells us that we are a noisy gong. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of noisy gongs on my Facebook. I have a lot of them. You know, a lot of folks, you know, just making noise. 1 Corinthians 13 says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. 
if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. You see that this world is and will continue to be completely entrenched in their own you know, opinions and beliefs. But we can't treat the gospel the same way. You know, sharing our faith is not a debate that we need to win. It's an opportunity to share love, joy, and peace to a world that's in desperate need. It's a chance that we have to extend that hand of grace to someone else. Ephesians 4.32 says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. If you're not being kind, you're not bearing fruit. If you're not bearing fruit, you're not living in the will of God. If you're not allowing the Spirit to enable you. If you're not being kind, you're not doing what God has called us to do. You know, sometimes I fear that we're, we're too caught up in, in winning the argument and being right that we miss chances to love people. We're too preoccupied with being correct and making sure that our voice is the loudest, that we miss chances to love people and showcase His grace and His love. And in turn, we take ourselves out of the will of God. So faith is not just important for those, not just important for those who believe and those who don't believe, but it's also important for those who are up next. So I, I'm, I'm going to use a word that I'm sure each and every one of us have used or, or heard a thousand times since 2020, and that word is contagious. Um, and we're, it's not in the, the, the sense of being sick, I promise. But um, have, you, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you really shouldn't laugh, but you really, really want to? You know, maybe you're, you know, at work or you're in a meeting or something, and, you know, something happens, whatever it may be, and you, you start laughing, but you're not supposed to. And maybe the person next to you starts laughing, and it makes it even harder not to laugh. If you're like me, it is imp- it's a thousand times harder to not laugh when you're not supposed to laugh. I, I just, I just, it's just not possible. And so laughing, it's incredibly contagious. You know, someone next to you starts cracking up, it's just impossible to not laugh. It's just the way it is. Laughing is, it's contagious. And like that, faith is also contagious. Having strong faith is contagious. Have you ever been around people that have strong faith? Have a conversation with someone that has immense faith and just watch how as you leave, you just feel better. You just feel, you know, lighter. You feel like, you know, you love Jesus more. You know, I've sat down with people that across the world and throughout my life, I've sat down with people who um, are doing ministry and um, are pursuing the Lord and what he has for them, um, but they have very real chances of getting in trouble for what they're doing. Uh, Very real persecution exists for some of these people. And I've seen, and these are the folks that you would think have have an excuse to not have immense faith. They have excuse to, you know, to take a break or to not do it or, or have fear, or have anxiety about what they do. But as you talk to these folks that are under the most scrutiny and persecution, they have the strongest faith. There's nothing that could shake them. Nothing, not even the threat of death or anything could keep them from continuing the faith. Yet, I meet people whose faith 
buckles when the wind's too heavy sometimes. And, and please hear me, I, I'm not trying to cast condemnation on folks, but we have to have strong faith. Yeah, I, I've met people that, you know, their car breaks down and they say, oh, man, what is God doing? You know, I thought he loved me. Why is this happening? Or they get a flat tire and they say, I, I guess I don't have the favor of the Lord after all. Or, you know, a coworker sneezes on their lunch and they say, well, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. I guess that's just, you know, what I'm supposed to deal with. But, uh, that, by the way, that's not in the scripture. Uh, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest. That's not in the scripture. You won't find it. Um, I've heard it a lot, and it, you know, it's not in there. Um, but faith, faith is contagious, and we need, we need strong faith. We have to have strong faith, not just for ourselves, not just for our, our friends that are believers, but for those that are coming next. You know, I, I guarantee you when our Alaska team comes back, each of them will be able to tell you how their faith was increased as a result of being around people in Alaska, being around the, the work of the ministry. You know, it's not just important that we share faith with friends, but with family. It's so, so important that we build faith within our families. You know, when writing this, this message, I really was struggling internally on, on, on this particular point. And reason being is, you know, initially I wanted to say we, we should have strength for the next generation. We should, uh, we should have strong faith for the next generation. And that's true. We should absolutely do that. We should absolutely disciple and develop and believe in the next generation. Absolutely. But there's also some folks in our lives that, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 60s, 80s, 90s, every, like, that are just now coming to know Jesus, and they're up next. Their, their walk is just beginning, and we have to have strong faith for them as well, in addition to the next generation. We have to believe for them. We have to help them and, and develop with them. It's not just important that we share faith with our friends, but also with our families. It's so, so important. You know, I, I personally, I'm a product of a faithful family. My family is here today, and just like you, they have stories where, you know, their backs were against the wall. Nowhere to go, nowhere to turn except to Jesus. But because of their faith, because of their faithfulness to Jesus, I'm standing here right now. Because of the, the faithfulness of generations before me, my grandparents and my parents, I'm here today. I, I'm, I'm pursuing Jesus and doing what he has for me, and I hope that I can kind of carry that same mantle for my family, that somewhere down the road, if I have kids, they can look at me and say, because of your faith, I'm able to be here today. You know, Moses said, Deuteronomy 30, he said, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Your faith can impact other people. Your faith can influence other people's walks with Jesus. Your faith can influence salvation for other people. One more story as I wrap up. In, in Luke chapter 5, it says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from the early village and all of Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Verse 18, Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him aside, inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd, so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. There at verse 20, Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. 
I love this story, and I've shared this story a couple times. It's so, so powerful, and really, it's inspiring, not only because of the faith of the man on the mat. You know, it takes some faith to allow some guys lowering you through a ceiling, busting a hole in the ceiling, and then lowering you down in front of Jesus. It takes some immense faith to do that, but also the faith of his friends. It says Jesus saw their faith, and because of that, his sins are forgiven because of his friend's faith. We need people in our lives that have strong faith. We have to have friends in our lives that are willing to lower us through the roof, literally or metaphorically. We have to have friends and people that will believe for us, that will have faith for us. That way when difficulties come, they can believe for us, they can, we can lean on them, and we also, uh, we gotta get some friends that we are willing to lower as well. We've got we to we gotta have some friends that we're willing to, to be the strength for. Not only to have strength from, but to be the strength for as well. If you'd bow your heads for a moment. Maybe in this room and, and you would say, <clears throat> I, I don't really have a faith at all. You know, I, I, I've never chosen to follow Jesus or said yes to Jesus. And I don't really know. I, I struggle with faith and believing in, in, in who he is and what he, what he can do for me. You know, I've struggled with that. And maybe you feel a stirring in your heart today. Maybe you feel maybe a nudging to say yes to Jesus today. In a moment, uh, we're going to say a prayer together. And I'm not going to ask you to come down. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and raise your hand in a moment and just signal to me that you want to say yes to Jesus and that way I can be praying for you, praying with you. And so if you're in this room and you want to say yes to Jesus today, if you just raise your hand, I just want to pray with you. Awesome. If we could, if we could pray this prayer together, um, all, if you raise your hand, I just encourage you, make this prayer your own. Make this prayer between you and the Lord. But feel free. Let's just, let's pray this way together. Pray, Father God, thank you for loving me. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. I repent of my sins. Today I choose to trust and follow you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give a big hand to all those that said yes to Jesus today? If you guys don't mind, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this morning. If you said yes to Jesus today, first of all, I just want to say congratulations. Um, that's the best decision that you could ever make. If you have any questions or concerns or you just need some guidance or just want to talk to somebody or if you need a Bible, uh, come find us. We'll be in the Welcome Center. We'd love to help you uh, and, and maybe answer some questions if you have. But can we, let's just give one more big hand to those who said yes this morning. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Grant. I'm the friend that Pastor Jason mentioned on the video. Pastor Jason does have friends, in case you're wondering. Um, so let's go ahead and say the benediction if we can. It's not on the screen, because I started to say this last time and I messed it up. So may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this morning. Have a great week.